keeping it quite light today, Thank if you. that's okay. It's appreciated. The first story is we love Cape Town win, and Cape Town has won again in the tourism space. City of Cape Town is reporting on their socials, and it's been picked up by a lot of the other media houses, that uh, the voters of the World Travel Awards Africa have spoken, and Cape Town and areas within Cape Town have won in, a category, in eight categories um, for these um, awards. And, uh, for example, we've won Africa's leading airport. That's Cape Town International Airport. We've won Cape Africa's leading city destination, Cape Town. And then there are a range of hotels that have won the leading design hotel, leading luxury hotel, leading luxury hotel villa, etc., etc. Also the leading cruise port, the port of Cape Town. And I just thought that was like good news, um, you know, amidst the, 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 the darkness. And the city of Cape Town obviously making quite a big deal of this and saying, you know, as we head for the summer season, you know, it's just so great that the city has been given the nod by what is considered quite a prestigious award, the World Travel Awards. And I went to look at their website and how they people vote. It's There's a range of executives in the travel industry. People submit, nom- I mean, organizations and cities and airports and hotels submit their own nominations. And so... Cape Town and the surrounds have done very, very, very well. And I just think that bodes well for our, for our future and our season. Yeah, and look, I mean, I'm very proud of that. And I think, uh, given the fact that I'm familiar with the continent, maybe more so than, than most, um, I think deserving in some aspects. But I think there are maybe parts of the continent that, that are not represented in that particular poll. Very pretty parts that compete pretty favorably. Sure. You do need to uh, enter. Yeah, okay. But if you look at the um, the, the awards page, um, there are other winners from Ethiopia. There, there's Nairobi, which won the leading business travel destination. There's um, the Nigerian hotel, the Transcorp Hilton in Abuya, which won the leading business hotel. So there's a range of other places in Africa that have won awards. Have you noticed that we're not getting the business stuff? Well... <laughs> Nigeria seems nudge, to be nudge, doing wink, that. Wink. Um, Kenya and Nigeria seem to feature quite high in oh, various awards. Um, the, the the leading luxury train was actually the blue train. Durban gets a few nods with meetings and conference centres. Quite interesting to read down the list. Um, you know, then there's uh, yeah, there's so very many different ones. But we Cape Town does get a, a handful, so good on us. Yeah, well the, done. Most the best thing is so this Cape Town, the city of Cape Town, is the leading city destination. I like that as a nice award. Does it also suggest that we are the leading self-nominating whole wide world? You know, it's we nominated ourselves the most. I don't know. I mean, it, obviously, other pe- other countries are nominating. I see the leading beach resort is the Swahili Beach in Kenya. Uh, leading beach destination, Diani Beach in Kenya. So Kenya is obviously entering quite a lot too. Yeah. But they didn't well on the, the business win. front. Yes, no, no, they absolutely do. own it. Own, own it. it. Amongst the the few things that we can celebrate right now. True. The rugby for now and you know, a bit of tourism awards. Hey, you can drink the water out of your tap as well. Well, I mean, um yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. To a story that just caught my eye, and I then went and watched the entire video, and I'm completely intrigued by this man and the videos he makes. 
His name is Norm Nakamura. He's a Canadian, grew up in Canada, and says actually that he wasn't exposed to huge amounts to Japanese culture much at all, but I'm assuming from his surname that he has some Japanese um, heritage. And a number of years ago, went off to Japan with not much, because a musician, he's a filmmaker, and he has done this enormous amount. His, his YouTube channel has grown, and he, he does all these videos on various things in Japan. Did I say China? I think I might have, and I apologize if I did. Japan. I don't know. I'm, my brain's a bit fried. Now, he's done well, a video. The 71-year-old 71, 71 DJ you said was no, Canadian. No, that's, the, that's the, the last story. <laughs> I'm a little ahead are we of all having? Are we all just not having a good it, It's clearly one Okay, of let's just... So this is this guy is Norm Nakamura, and so this video which caught my eye, and I really hope that we post it on our Cape Talk because it is intriguing. He does videos of lots of homes and places in Japan, and he took a video of what is probably one of the tiniest apartments in Japan, and it's called the Triangle Building. And you know, you know, you get those other ones. I think it's the flat iron building in New York. There are a couple even in Cape Town, which are very, very narrow. But this takes the cake. He literally stood outside against the wall on the short side, and it is as wide as his shoulders. Or just maybe like a drop wider. <laughs> he managed to get keys to go into one of the apartments. Very hard to do. He's been waiting years to get in. And he goes up the stairs, literally, I mean, I wouldn't cope there. I mean, I'm 179 centimeters tall. Like, I would not cope. He mm. can barely, like, get up the stairs, and he goes into this apartment. The widest space of the one room is two and a half meters wide. Okay, I mean, I'm just sure. under two meters. So, And it is just intriguing that people live there. It's very reasonable rent. It's in quite a nice neighborhood, and people live there. And there's just something fascinating about how this – tiny space and then he showed me us other buildings in that same thing it's almost like you know if you took a traffic lane in this island in the middle of a road you know like a traffic island yeah. that's like a triangle and you built a, an apartment building in that space sure. and he, there's one in front of it where there's a little car that has a space at the front end and he was just saying he's always intrigued and impressed about how the Japanese utilize their land yeah. Would you live in an apartment that at its widest was 2.5 meters wide? The toilet is across that passage. Each flat has a toilet, but you've got to go out the front door and into the toilet. And it literally is at the narrowest end of the flat. And you sit there. He sits down on the toilet and he literally, I mean, if you've got claustrophobia, which I have a bit of, I mean, it, there's no ventilation in the toilet. There's a whole lot of things that I can do in that space that should be done in the toilet. I'm just thinking. It's, the whole thing's just... But there's so nothing so feng shui about this. No, nothing. But, you know, I suppose in a world where people come to the cities and they're looking for something reasonable to stay in while they establish themselves and you know the rentals in big cities are so high i mean new york has this i mean we know people are living in tiny living arrangements there too um how small could you could you go true i don't know true maybe for a temporary amount of time anyway i just found it a fascinating video and just always intriguing to see other other cities and other parts of the world and and how they manage their space and how people are prepared to live yeah, my final one, which you hinted at, which is a 71-year-old DJ who's gone viral on TikTok. The woman who was at a wedding where he was playing posted this video, and it's had in a week 
2.3 million views with people, young people, absolutely just crying over how cute this 71-year-old DJ is, partly because he uses CDs for his set and plays a lot of old kind of nostalgic music at the wedding. Weddings do love that anyway. And um, his name's Brian Phoenix. He's from Maine in the USA. And when he was in t- spoken to, he said he was quite, he was kind of surprised at how popular this was. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, she seems to now be involved in trying to make his, in, take over the business side of his DJing. But um, Brian and his CD collection were a huge topic of discussion at the wedding. And uh, she said, I'm old enough to appreciate CD. She's in her 30s. But you don't often see someone still DJing a wedding with them. And um, the clip has just gone viral. And I just think it's kind of sweet. He has been doing wedding DJing for 40 years. And he's still at it. And, uh, yeah, uh, he personally prefers music from the 50s and 60s. But he also um, makes an effort to play songs that will appeal to different age groups. And he often plays contemporary and hip-hop music for the younger people. And... um, He's just he just loves music and you know at seventy one years old and still going strong. I think that's awesome. I always am intrigued as I'm getting older that people are still doing their thing. Yeah, and it's just the test of time. I'm sure those weddings will also exactly. Somebody says, uh, Belinda did say Japan. I was listening, Barbara. Yeah, so, oh, so can I joke. believe that? No, no, that was a joke. Also Belinda did say Japan. Oh, did I say Japan? Yeah. Oh, right, can you believe Belinda. it? <laughs> I thought maybe they were being sarcastic and getting my name wrong, seeing that I got the cities. Oh, did I say Japan? Okay, well, that's good. Well, you, Belinda, also said. <laughs> so maybe you did say China. Because <laughs> you, Barbara. I'm so confused Belinda at this said point. Japan.